Thanks so much to Grammarly for supporting the Apple Bits XL podcast. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. Start writing confidently by going to Grammarly.com slash AppleBits with a Z to get 20% off a Grammarly premium account today. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. It is episode 67. The show is all about you all, but in case you want a completely ad-free version of the show, you can support it at patreon.com slash Tong. It starts at $2. We'll talk about that later in the show, but this is all about you all. We want you to call. We got rid of the phone lines because you all weren't using it, but we have a better solution. Use voice memos on your phone and then email applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. They sound better. Just leave us your name, where you're from, and then what you want to talk about, your thoughts, your ideas, your criticisms, your questions, your good apples, your bad apples. We'll have it all. So send in. This show is really yours just as much as it is mine, and I love when you all participate. So send in a call to the show, and we'll make it happen. All right, let's get to the show. And this week started with literally a one-two punch directly aimed at Apple. The first thing came... This has to do with the China trade wars, thanks to our Presidente, who first had wanted to make it clear to all of us how things were going with China. And basically, so far, there's been this recent 25% trade tariff on $50 billion of high-tech from China that comes into the U.S., and then a 10% tariff on $200 billion worth of other goods. Well, President Trump tweeted that, indeed, we'll be raising that 10% to 25% on those $200 billion worth of other goods, raising the tariff of imported China goods. And guess who that affects? A lot of tech companies because we're talking about phones and laptops and power adapters and cables and accessories. Now, originally, we didn't have kind of the big ticket items that were part of this. We know that U.S. hardware companies, we are reliant on the trans-Pacific trade. So, Large tariffs have mostly been avoidable, but now it could affect the large ticket items that we buy. Right now, it does. It hasn't affected any price directly because here's the other thing that kind of makes this interesting. Okay, Apple's chargers, Apple sells chargers for like $70. Okay, now if you got one off of Amazon, you could get one as little as like, 10, 20 bucks or so. So the thing that everyone is thinking is that, okay, well, with these trade tariffs going up and it's going to affect us in some way, shape or form, out of all the companies that are be able to kind of skirt around it is Apple and their margins. We know that Apple makes very large margins on it. I'm sure Apple's already cut deals with some of their Chinese manufacturing partners to get a little bit of a discount in light of these tariffs coming. But Apple might be able to actually absorb some of these increases in potential prices given their big scale, their demand. Again, we don't know, nothing has changed where iPhone prices or anything crazy like that have jumped up, but it is something that is happening that put a little, you know, Apple took it on the chin a little bit. Now, this is also kind of relevant because JP Morgan, 
kind of did a breakdown of what Apple would have to do to compensate for these tariff increases from imported goods coming from China. So the price of an iPhone in order to account for the 25% tariff would have to go up roughly 14%. So consequently, the price of an iPhone XS would jump from $1,000 to $1,142. Now, if you're talking about an iPhone XR, that would jump from $799 to about $911 if Apple was to compensate this for this. Or because we know Apple makes big margins, maybe Apple could just absorb those costs or the the increase in price would be would be less. The sad, the sad thing about it is if, if Apple just completely absorbs it all and we see no price increase at all, people are going to be like, wait, you, you've, been, you've been pocketing a whole lot of money. Your margins, I think they shoot for roughly like a 30, 35% margin on all their products from what we pay. Not This is after the tariffs, from what we pay. So that was the number one thing that happened to Apple where they're like, okay, yeah, th- that that hurt a little bit. Then next up, in a five to four vote, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that an antitrust case brought by iPhone consumers against Apple could move forward. Now, we talked about this maybe months ago of could this really happen? What are the prospects of this actually happening? The case itself, this is from a story from Fortune that kind of detailed more of what's going on. The case itself centers on this 30% commission that Apple takes on sales of iPhone apps. We know about this. They've been very transparent about that in their app store. But now consumers, which are the plaintiffs, they're arguing that this cost is being passed on to consumers in an unfair use of monopoly power. Apple's always argued that only developers can raise such a case. But the Supreme Court ruling written by Brett Kavanaugh is now saying consumers can move forward against Apple. Not developers, but consumers. Apple, in a statement, says, we're confident we will prevail when the facts are presented and that the App Store is not a monopoly by any metric. Again, though, you've got, don't tell me that that 30% cut that Apple takes, and we get it. I actually understand. Look, they built this store. They built the platform. It's all under their control, per se. But maybe if they just did something like overtime, okay, we know we've been making massive amounts of money. Maybe we lower that cut to 25%, maybe even 20%. But you can't tell me that it wasn't past consumers because there's a lot of apps that moved away from the app store. So for example, recently Netflix, you could sign up through Netflix's service directly through the app, but because it was done through the app, Apple would get a cut. Now, it's different. It's 30% on apps, 15% on subscription services. And if I believe correctly, that number even goes down a little bit lower um, if it's if it's like a longer-term subscription. I, I recall right after years of, after more than like a year or two, at least that cut gets a little lower. But let's talk about a big, big app. I used to use directly through Apple Comixology where you could... The reason why you couldn't buy comic books directly through the app is because they wanted to avoid 30%. A comic book is roughly three or $4. You're telling me that Apple's gonna get one whole dollar of that? So it was a pain in my ass because of this setup and they made no exceptions. Any kind of transactions done through their apps, Apple gets a cut. I would have to go to the Comixology website, buy my comics there, and then they would appear in my app. And you start seeing 
more and more apps or services that are big enough where they no longer need Apple to help drive their business, they're doing that. They're moving away from the app store. This is really fascinating to me to see how this is going to play out. And another, kind of give you an idea of how impressive the app store is, let's compare it to the Google Play Store. So in 2018, the Google Play Store revenue hit $24.8 billion last year. That was up from $19.5 billion in 2017. So $24.8 billion last year in the Play Store. What do you think the App Store revenue hit in 2018? 20% more, 50% more, twice as much? What's the guess? Well, the App Store revenue was nearly twice as much as the Google Play Store at $46.6 billion in 2018. 2017 was $38.7 billion. So that's a massive amount. Remember, Apple gets a roughly, depending on the app, mostly 30%, sometimes 15% because it's a subscription service. Apple also had announced that it had paid out more than $100 billion to developers since the App Store opened its doors in 2008. So obviously it's clear why Apple has such a priority on services. We will see how this plays out. What what is also interesting is that because of this ruling by the Supreme Court, the worst case scenario, according to Fortune, is that following a future legal defeat, Apple would be forced to change its policy so that so that it earns less money on each app store purchase, or it may be required to actually let rival sellers of iOS apps into the app store. So that walled garden that Apple controls, rivals could bring their apps into it, creating this whole new dynamic and competition that Apple just hasn't been faced with at all. So I just find that really fascinating. Again, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, I did forget to mention this. Let's just kind of go back a step back and talk about Apple and the trade wars with China. Well, there's also, because of this happening, there's been a growing boycott of Apple products. There's this boycott Apple movement in China because of this U.S. trade war. People are calling for it because... It's not only, you know, they're saying, hey, why, why should we support your goods if you're doing this to us? Declaring a national emergency, uh, President Donald Trump signed an executive order Wednesday that banned U.S. telecom companies from installing foreign equipment that poses a national security threat. A separate order has also banned Huawei from buying U.S. technology without any government approval. So there's this ongoing pressure from the U.S. on Chinese telecom giants that basically, right, they accuse them that they're stealing trade secrets and allegations that phones provide a backdoor to the Chinese government for spying. So residents in China are like, no, we're not going to put up with this crap. Huawei, very popular in China. So they've decided this whole boycott Apple campaign. And here's where it also hurts Apple. Apple sales in China were already down 20% in the last quarter of 2018, according to multiple industry reports. Meanwhile, smartphone sales for Huawei were up nearly 25% in the same period. We also have seen that Apple phone sales have been relatively flat in the U.S. A recent report said that they basically didn't make any type of jump and stayed pretty much even in the last quarter. 
those are not good things that Apple wants to hear or deal with. We have the Chinese trade war. We have this potential boycott Apple movement going on in China. And then we have the Supreme Court ruling. This all happened in this week. So Apple hoping and looking for sunnier days. I know this is not all about products, but I find these two stories very interesting because of the depth that they have, but also just how it has major future implications. All right. Thanks to Grammarly for supporting our podcast. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. They encourage everyone, even the best students and top pros, to use Grammarly to do their best work and accomplish even more of their goals. Now, Grammarly, if you don't know, it's a writing assistant that makes you look and sound smarter. So you can start off this year by improving yourself and your communication at school, work, and almost anywhere else with Grammarly. It's available across platforms, including your online browser extension, a desktop editor, and a mobile keyboard checker. Some of the key features, well, Grammarly is available on multiple browsers, Chrome, Firefox, Safari, Edge, and all platforms, iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and the free product reviews critical spelling and grammar. Now, the premium version of Grammarly looks out for spelling, grammar, plus advanced punctuation structure, style with context, vocabulary suggestions, conciseness, and readability for different occasions, whether it's a business proposal or academic essay. And trust me, I know I need all of the above. Now, you can stop making email typos on your phone, close more deals at work this year with your emails, and polish your resume to get that new job. Grammarly is going to help you accomplish that. Now, I actually installed the plugin on my browser, and what I found, which was awesome, is it literally worked instantly, whether it was um, with my email client, on Twitter, on um, on YouTube comments. Like Grammarly, they underline the stuff that clearly wasn't grammatically correct and uh, suggested the other solutions. So think of like a spell check with grammar check on steroids. That's really what Grammarly is. So you also have the premium account and there's some cool things in there. Punctuation and contextual spell checker was cool. There's also plagiarism detection. So you can't really get away with copying that report and it still works across the web. So go to Grammarly.com slash AppleBits to get 20% off your Grammarly premium account today. That's Grammarly.com slash AppleBits with a Z for 20% off your Grammarly premium account. All right, no show would be complete without the latest iPhone rumors that have kind of been accumulating. I don't like to dig into these like when there's just one single one because that's kind of like, okay, great. Thanks for the throwaway story. But there have been more and more leaks showing and really kind of confirming to us that that whole square eye patch camera array at the back of the iPhone is here to stay. Another leak recently had pointed out towards this Mark Gurman showed off iPhone case moldings that depict, yes, the iPhones, the two OLED iPhone screen iPhones with the three camera lens array, but plenty of space for the new iPhone XR or let's call it the 11R, whatever they call it. It will still have that camera patch, that square on the back that looks like a little tile on it, but it'll only have two cameras on the rear. This this whole patch design is here to stay. We talked about it in our video uh, for this week that I posted up. So just buckle up. I don't think you should be hoping for anything different. Yeah, it's the back of the phone. Yeah, you could slap a case on it. 
I still think it's ugly. I'm not going to keep on bemoaning that because I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's just, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago with Gil Cabrera. How compelling is this when the iPhone won't even have 5G here? It's really just getting, what, a better camera lens, maybe some a little more augmented reality applications involved in it, nothing that's going to completely change how we use it, and then a faster processor. Is that is that enough for 2020? Uh, or sorry, 2019? I don't know. We also have leaked new colors for this next-gen 10R slash, let's call it the iPhone 11R. And Mark Gurman has also been able to kind of reveal shards of the casings that show lavender purple and this kind of offish pepperminty green, foresty green color that will be new additions replacing the blue and that orange coral color from the iPhone 10R. So they look kind of more pastel-y and more spring-like. But the current, you know, Mako Takara had reported the current lineup being basically this peppermint, sea foamy, peri not periwinkle, just a pepperminty, a mint green, red, lavender purple, a lighter, more, I'll call it popcorn yellow, not even canary yellow, but like a popcorn yellow. People, people know what I'm talking about, popcorn yellow, yeah. Black and white for the new iPhone 11 R lineup. You'll still have the notch. You'll still get the patch. That is just beautiful. Also this week, the big really updates were Apple released the latest versions of iOS 12.3, tvOS 12.3, watchOS 5.2.1, macOS 10.14.5. All great kind of subtle updates. There wasn't anything ground shaking, but the, the biggest change is the new TV app. We've talked about it on the show quite a few times. I've got to say the new TV app on an Apple TV looks really nice. Now, I've never been one to really use the TV app because all the content that I watch is in different places. I don't know if it's going to encourage me to use it more. I'm just going to have to see if my behavior changes, but I do like how it's organized. I do like how visual it is. And the biggest thing here is that you can subscribe to specific channels within this TV app. They're trying to keep this all self-contained. So we're talking about services like HBO, Showtime, Stars, Skinamax, <laughs> and others. So instead of you going outside of the app and watching it, you can stay in one location and watch this content. This isn't for every service. It isn't for every TV channel and network, but they're trying to get there. Again, we still don't have, if I recall, unless I've completely missed something because I've been so busy, which I don't think I have, we still don't have an official date for the release of Apple TV Plus with their new content, or the price. Where are you, Apple? I still am not compelled to sign up for it and actually put down money. 30-day trial, they're going to really have to impress me in that time. Now, the other thing with all these software releases is the biggest one you really have to zero in and make sure you do, macOS 10.14.5. This patches a vulnerability called zombie load that basically affects all Macs since 2011. It was reported by TechCrunch. Security researchers discovered what they're calling a new class of vulnerabilities in Intel chip-based computers going as far back as 2011 that can be used against virtual machines. Um, basically, the zombie load attack resurrects your private browsing history and other sensitive data 
and allows it to leak information from other applications, the operating system, virtual machines in the cloud, and trusted execution environments. So 10.14.5 fixes these multiple zombie load vulnerabilities. If there's one thing you do, you gotta, you gotta get that. Also, in addition to the whole update to iOS 12.3, both AirPlay 2 and the new Apple TV app that I talked about that's on uh, Apple TV, they're available on compatible smart TVs starting with Samsung today, or at least when it was announced on Monday. So 2019 Samsung smart TVs and certain specific 2018 Samsung TV models with the firmware update will be able to access the Apple TV channels and iTunes movies and TV shows through the TV app. It'll also support AirPlay 2 directly to your TVs as well. Other manufacturers we know are on board uh, like Vizio and Sony and Roku, but from what I gather, at least up to this point, they haven't pushed that out just yet for their platforms. So check it out. If you have one of those TVs, kind of cool. It's all integrated on there. We also have watchOS 5.2.1, new Pride watch theme faces that are very rainbowy and liney and honestly cool cool to look at they're on the new apple watch os 5.2.1 but kind of wanted to open this up because believe it or not wwdc is about two weeks roughly two weeks away the keynote will be held on Jan- june the third and i will have my live streaming keynote with live calls that so many of you are part of that just make it freaking like an amazing experience and super engaging and fun so i'll be doing that as usual but some of the things that we could expect in Watch OS 6, if we kind of look forward, we know we will definitely see it at WWDC 2019. We've already heard some leaks specifically from Mark German of some of the things that we'll see with new watch faces and new complications. We're talking about things that like an extra large face that'll show jumbo numbers and different fonts and colors. He talked about it last week about like a more of like an analog sundial looking one but i really like the fact that more complications including things for like audiobook playback battery life of hearing aids external noise measurement which seems to be a big theme that's coming to ios uh, 13 for health data even showing us rain data the more complications the better and more importantly just make them compatible on every watch face since i don't want to deal with that another cool thing that was reported earlier this year specifically from 9 to 5 Mac, is that both Watch OS 6 and Mac OS 10.15 will work a lot more closely together and be more integrated, which I find really cool. So the details aren't completely clear. We already know that you can unlock your Apple Watch with a Mac, but there also might be other kind of ways that the crossover happens instead of just simply unlocking it you know, maybe using the Apple Watch for authentication for Touch ID, right? Instead of you having to reach and hit that button on your MacBook or MacBook Pro, just by having the watch, you could authenticate Apple Pay really cool. I think that's kind of nice. And also just confirming authentication on Mac OS instead of having to put in passwords for other functions or features, or even if you're installing software and things like that, just to make things a little easier just because you have an Apple Watch, I'm all for that. Also the big one from Bloomberg, again, the App Store coming to the Apple Watch directly on the wrist. I'm really curious to see how that is because I feel like today the App Store on your phone, because it's all really curated and new today, I feel like I see less content and I spend less time in the App Store. Also part of it is I feel like I have all the apps that I need now as we've been living with the iPhone for so long. I don't know how you guys and gals really interact with the App Store. Do you use it more because of the new layout or just the same, which is not that much? 
I'm just curious if it if it's actually grabbed your attention even more. And then other apps like sleep tracking will be hopefully integrated directly between iOS and the Apple Watch, just building more connective tissue, which I love because again, I am super high on the Apple Watch Series 4 and we'll see what they do uh, with a Series 5. I feel like this is one of those years where they don't really need to make any major jumps. I just want the FaceTime. I just want the FaceTime on the watch. I'll say it once, I'll say it twice, I will say it again, give me that. Powerbeats Pros are out, I'm working on my review. I already can tell you that I love them, at least for how I would use them. They aren't, honestly, for everyone, but Powerbeats Pro orders are beginning later this month in the UK, Germany, and France, and more countries the following June. They're not available everywhere just in case um, you weren't sure. So they'll be be able to pre-order in later this month, basically the end of May in black. There's also other colors like ivory and navy that are gonna be released later on, um, not only in the US, but also in other countries. So be, be on the lookout for that. And then if you saw our video this week, you probably saw this video. This is a story that, yes, is two weeks old, but it doesn't matter because it's still relevant. And actually, surprisingly, a lot of people didn't hear about it, so I thought it was fun that I included it. Okay, just hold on to your butts here. Literally. The story comes from Daily Mail where a man accidentally swallows an Apple AirPod. Yes, uh, this is Ben Su from Taiwan who claims he accidentally swallowed an AirPod while he was he fell asleep with the wireless headphone still in his ear and then he woke up and he realized one of them wasn't there. I mean, this sounds a little far-fetched, but... The fact of the matter is he actually swallowed accidentally one of his AirPods. Um, Using the iPhone tracking feature, he discovered the device was still in his room and heard its beeping sound following him around. He said, Ben Sue, said, I checked under my blanket and looked around, but I couldn't find it. And then I realized the sound was coming from my stomach. Um, Ben Su, the Navy recruiter, said he didn't feel any discomfort, but he heard sounds from his stomach. So he went to the local United Hospital. They confirmed with an x-ray that he had indeed swallowed an AirPod. There's an x-ray. If you just look up Daily Mail swallows AirPod, you can look at the details of the story. It is ridiculous. So what they wanted to say that, hey, based on the location of this AirPod, it's actually currently passing through your digestive system. Um, so if they're going to try and have it pass naturally with a laxative, that sounds awesome. So what did he do? He uh, took the laxative, took the doctor's order, and then they told him basically every time you poop, like, go check it out. And he kept on checking his poop and found the AirPod. There's actually a picture of him holding his AirPod, and there's all kinds types of caca and poo-poo and doo-doo like on his fingers and his AirPods. Like, it's doo-doo, baby. Okay. He 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 shat out the AirPods. <laughs> I called them the air poops. Someone else said, no, you should call them the air poods. I love it. Anyways, he washed them and lo and behold, good lord, 
the AirPods still work. Like he's still using the AirPods today in his ears. Would you do that? Would you poop out AirPods and use them if they were still working? Honestly, if no one knew, I probably would because those things are expensive. Anyways, Ben Sue, he called them magical, the whole experience magical. When I called them because his name is Ben Sue, I call it stupid, but someone came up, uh, one of the comments in YouTube cracked me up. They said that you should call it stupid. <laughs> Anyways, all is well. Thank you, Ben, for just a ridiculous story. A ridiculous, ridiculous story. All right, let's get to our calls. Remember, you don't call a hotline anymore. Just send us your voice memo, which you can record directly on your phone from the app, applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits. I can't talk. That's applebits with a Z. All right, we're going to start it off with Adam, who has questions for us. Hey, Brian, this is Adam from Utah. I've called in a few times and love the show. Um, I'm going to be getting a new MacBook Pro for work. And um, and then just thinking that with WWC coming up right at the beginning of June, it's probably a good idea for me to wait. Uh, do you know anything about new MacBook Pros coming at WWDC? Or maybe it's probably just incremental changes. I'm, I'm sure of that. Um, but I just want to make sure that's probably the right move just to wait, uh, you know, another month and see what they do with that before I buy one. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. All right, Adam, um, you are in good luck because... Look, you're like, oh, maybe they might be incremental. The actual reports are that we're expecting to see a much more significant MacBook Pro. Now, first of all, A, do not, do not buy a MacBook Pro right now. The late, the update since its last release is at 308 days right now, roughly a year, which means we'll be seeing a new one. Typically, they're starting to see them come out or get announced, not even at WWDC, but more around like that fall time, around that after school-ish time. So sit tight with that. I mean, the latest rumors have been talking about not only will they potentially use a new screen technology, but we might see roughly a 16 to 16 and a half MacBook Pro in 2019. Now, we don't know if this is going to be a separately new MacBook Pro um, as like the larger large screen one, or if they're going to kind of change the current form factor and go more edge to edge, get rid of that bezel potentially bring even mini led to the table but all reports are that look we don't know exactly where it's at yet but the rumors are saying somewhere between a 15 to 17 inch macbook pro is expected to come this year you'll get faster processors as well even if they release the same thing with that good lord that touch bar you know, I, I find it interesting that people are finally kind of jumping on board and I've started to see more coverage about like, yeah, the Apple MacBook Pro isn't what it used to be. It used to be one of its crown jewels and now it's kind of, it's still a functional computer that I use and love because it is what my career, I depend on it for my career, but it is not nearly as clean and fine-tuned and polished as it used to be and that touch bar is still trash to me. But do I still live with it? Yes. And is that what Apple hopes for? Yes. Disgruntled fans who used to love everything they do, but are still using their products and still paying for them. Good Lord. Anyways, wait on that, Adam. Uh, worth the wait. All right, here we go. Uh, Jeff, let's talk about the Power Beats Pros. 
Hey, Brian. Jeff from Connecticut. Wanted to give you a shout out and uh, let you know I just got home from work on uh, Friday, May the 10th. I got my uh, brand new Power Beats Pro headphones unwrapped and uh, tried them on. I figured I'd give you a ring and see how they sound. Uh, put them on, paired them with my phone, left my phone in my house, and uh, got my Apple Watch, which it was paired over automatically through the iCloud. Automatically. Left my house. Told uh, Yo Siri to set my scene to lock my door. Went for my walk on the beach and uh, listened to my podcast, Apple Bits. Um, and uh, it was great. Uh, All right. It was a really long voicemail, but I did want to show some love to Jeff. And that sounds awesome that you're rocking Power Beats Pros with an Apple Watch and you go and run on the beach. You're making us all jealous. But overall, he just said he really liked how smooth and easy it was. And I'm telling you, the Powerbeats Pro, if you live an active lifestyle, these are amazing. They sound really, really, really good. I love how they sound. I think the balance in the sound is awesome, and it has a little, it has more oomph than the AirPods. But again, you might not like how they feel. So they are, again, like $250, so they are more than the AirPods. The case is bigger, but uh yeah, I'll give you my little in-depth breakdown a little later later. But thanks for the call, Jeff. All right, here we go. Uh, my boy Telus wants to tell us something. What's going on, BTZ? This is Telus from Houston, Texas. And I just got a quick comment. Now, I dig a lot of Apple's products. But this is about to be a straight mama said knock you out gut punch. All right. The fact that in 2019, the iPad, and I have the new iPad mini, still does not have a native calculator app, causes me to question who the heck is making decisions within these board meetings at Apple, bruh? Still, 2019, no calculator app. That's all I got. Yo, tell us, bruh, that's a bad apple. You know it is, yes, uh, still no official calculator app for the iPad. Uh, they're third-party ones, but no Apple one. From what I had heard with from the report from Bloomberg about all the new operating system things we might see, I feel like I had heard that the calculator might be coming to the Apple Watch before iOS, or they're both coming at the same time. It honestly wouldn't surprise me, but yeah. As, as in the famous words of Charles Barkley, that's terrible. That's terrible. All right, let's go to Tony. Tony has kind of a question outside of the realm here, but within the work that I do. Hey, Brian, Tony here, calling from New Jersey. Uh, just curious, I saw you did an ad for the Roku TV wireless speakers, and I'm going to get a Roku TV very soon. Uh, I'm just curious, will the wireless speakers not only work with the Roku interface, but if I change to the different input to say like Apple TV, will um, the Apple TV also play through the Roku speakers? Thanks for your what you do and, and looking forward to your answer. All right, Tony. So for everyone that's listening, um, I sometimes do partnerships with companies. A, quite honestly, it helps pay the bills and helps me keep doing this because I'm still honestly building this up. Um, but I also only partner with companies that I actually believe in their products. I've been a big, big fan, a big stan of Roku from years ago. So that's why when it's products that I actually like and they don't have to sell me on it and they want to work together with me, yes, they are paying me, but it is way more organic and I've been 
if you've seen my work, you've probably heard me talk about Roku and how I've always felt it was the better platform for streaming content since day one. And when people are like, what's Roku? Roku is a legit company with some great stuff. So anyways, these are wireless speakers. Unfortunately, Tony, um, just to double check, I actually reached out to them specifically. These are two wireless speakers that are super slick to set up that talk directly to Roku TVs, but they only talk directly to Roku TVs. Uh, I cannot stream content or even connect an Apple TV to a Roku TV and then have the speakers play through that. Um, that is what they have told me specifically with their tech group. And so you cannot use them with anything but a Roku TV. So I'm sorry. But also I would wait for them to get a subwoofer before I pull the trigger on that. Right now it's just two left and right channels. Sound great. Really good. Really cool experience. But I kind of personally me, you know, I'm a Dolby Atmos guy. I need a little more oomph. A little more oomph. All right, last call coming to us from my boy, Will V. Yo, BT, this is Will V from New Jersey working in NYC. Always glad to be a part of your show, but I wanted to talk about the big news with iPhone 7. There's a huge lawsuit regarding an audio issue on the device. I can tell you personally firsthand, I have seen this issue where audio, the speaker doesn't work, people can't hear the mics, and it was rumored and confirmed that we were covering the devices for that issue, and then it went away. Uh, so now they got this big lawsuit on their hands, so I want to know your opinion of this. Uh, do you believe they're going to come out with a quality program regarding it? I can tell you right now, I think they're going to be coming out with a quality program. Uh, it's just been a really big issue with this iPhone 7. In fact, how many iPhones or iOS devices have had quality programs on iPhones? It's been a lot of them. I can't remember the last time there wasn't one. I think the iPhone 5S was the last time. But thank you very much, BT, and I'll be seeing you on the Twitter. All right, Will V. Uh, so, yes, I am familiar with this. Because you called, and I kind of I kind of want to just keep it in this call. Uh, for people that are wondering, Apple themselves have been hit with two class action lawsuits. Uh, the kind of issue is called or known as loop disease from identical complaints, basically that the iPhone's external casing is insufficient and inadequate to protect the internal parts and caused the audio chip to lose electrical electrical contact with the logic board due to the flexion of the device. Uh, they're accused of not basically making this public and not providing free repairs to affected customers. Like many issues that the iPhones have faced over the years, uh, specifically with hiding things, my hunch is that something will get done with this. That no matter what, I don't. It just adds to kind of the whole history of their company, keeping things under the rug until they become big enough that they can't. And I think we're on the verge there. So if you had an iPhone Seven, you should pay attention. Nothing has actually formally moved forward. Apple hasn't made an announcement if they're going to have an official uh, repair replacement program, or even sometimes you know they've done. Not a not a refund, but if you've had this issue affected and you paid for it, they sometimes ret retroactively go back and resolve that. So we will see what is what's going to happen for this. Apple has not responded to multiple requests from multiple outlets about the audio chip issues, and yeah, that's where we're at with that. Ending on a high note, as usual. So uh, just just pay attention because there's always kind of little things like that. But thanks for bringing that to our attention, Will V. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's show. Got to give a shout out to all my Patreon supporters at the $100 platinum level. Thank you 
Thank you so much. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Calvin Fatikar. And thank you to all of you who continue to support me. Man, at every level, $2, 5 10 25 I'm working because I've been trying to, you know, basically make all this stuff happen. I've been busy, like I told you. Uh, I guess I normally don't talk about this stuff, but if you're listening, you're still listening to the end of the show, if you love the NBA and you know that I do, I'll be appearing at the end of, in, at the post-game shows of Inside the NBA on TNT with Ernie, Charles, Kenny, and Shaq doing some remote hits about the games from Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas last night. I came back here to do the show. I'm going back out to Las Vegas tonight. It's a crazy life for the next week, but you know, I'm working on building new content to bring more value to my Patreon page um, at those higher levels for a lot of people that have supported me all this way through. So keep an eye on that. I'm not just talking it and making it up like it's actually happening. So um, thanks so much for everything, everybody. That's going to do it for this week. Everything inside the world of Apple, both good and bad. And hey, take care. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Peace. Peace.